0: You're listening to Free to Flourish Radio, Season 2, Episode 21. Welcome to Free to Flourish Radio. I'm your host, Gemma Sands, and this is your weekly dose of inspiration and encouragement to help you live a heart-led life. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode. I am super glad that you are here today, and if you are new, welcome. So today, I want to talk about something which... I think affects many of us at some point during our lifetime, and it's certainly something that I've experienced throughout my life, but I want to share a couple of particular examples, Um, one which is from a couple of years ago, and one which is from about six months ago, and the thing that I am talking about today is self-sabotage, and the ways in which we stand in our own way, I guess, because that's really what it is all about. And we've probably all done it at some point, perhaps you have been trying to maybe improve your health, improve your diet, but then, you know, the plate of donuts get passed around at work and you think, well, you know, just this one, what harm is it going to do? Or perhaps you struggle to... Or perhaps you really want to manifest something in your life, but when it comes around to actually taking action on it, you find yourself procrastinating. Procrastination is an incredible form of self-sabotage. And so I just want to share a couple of examples where this has come up for me and how I kind of managed to get past it and achieve the things that I wanted to. So the first particular example that came up for me was very much around. So the first example I want to share happened about six months ago and I'd been working really hard up until this point to build up my coaching practice. If you listen to last week's podcast where I talked about alignment and flow and some of the things that I struggled with towards the end of 2015, you will know that I kind of went through a little bit of a a sort of meltdown around my business and the direction that I wanted to take. So after that, I did a big shift, a big turnaround, um, and made some, some pretty significant changes in the direction of my business. And as a result, I felt a little bit in places like I was kind of starting over again, almost. Like I tore down a lot of the stuff that I had built up until that point, and suddenly... I had to put all the work back in again and so around about this time you know I was doing meditation, I was doing journaling, I was doing visualization, all the things that I incorporate into my daily practice and I was really trying to manifest some things in relation to my business and one of the things that I really wanted to cultivate was more opportunity to be able to get my message out there, to be able to reach more people and be of service of more people with this kind of new direction that I was taking. So I'd moved away from focusing primarily on helping people to grow their business and coaching them around that, to getting back to my roots, getting back to the things that I was really passionate about, which is life coaching and mindset and kind of spiritual development and mindfulness and meditation. So I'd done a bit of a shift, I was still coaching, I was still helping people with their business but I didn't want to focus on that exclusively and I didn't want to be known just as that, that business coach um, job title I'd had previously. So I had a lot of connections who knew me as someone who you know, helped with business, helped entrepreneurs. Um, I was kind of in that sort of business success coaching arena and I really wanted to make a shift and actually start to get my message out there around living a heart-led life, around being mindful, around spiritual and personal growth and just generally peeling back all the layers to uncover that person that's already there inside of us and letting that person out, living in alignment with who that person is. So around this time, I, you know, was trying to manifest opportunities to get my message out there. And so I was really looking to connect with people who would help give me a platform to do that, whether that was through sort of guest posting, whether it was through appearing on podcasts or speaking or, you know, collaborations with other coaches or bloggers or that kind of thing. So a lot of the work I was doing, a lot of the actions I I was taking was around building those connections. But I started to sort of put out there in my daily practice, you know, in my um, meditations, in my prayer work, all that sort of stuff. I started to put out there to the universe that this was really what I wanted to call into my life. And lo and behold, opportunities started to appear. And I had I think it was all in the same weekend, if I remember, I had about three or four inquiries came through into my inbox about different opportunities to speak or write a guest post or just generally be involved in projects which would allow me to get my message out to more people Um, and hopefully, you know, be of service to you, a wider audience. So you would think, right? that with these inquiries coming into my inbox, I'd be straight there, replying back, you know, so awesome, thank you for considering me, I'd love to be involved, all of that sort of stuff. That would be the logical thing to do. But of course, I got in my own way. And so I found myself procrastinating in responding to these emails. And a couple of days went past, and then a week went past, and then a week and a half went past. And I just kept putting them on my to-do list every day and kind of thinking, oh yeah, I'll get around to that at some point, I'll get around to that at some point. And, you know, instead I was browsing Pinterest or prettying up my website for like the millionth time or just doing, you know, taking some action in my business but not action that should have really been my priority. And so after I'd kind of had a follow-up inquiry from one of these people who, you know, wanted me to participate in a project with them, I realised that I had to sit down and I had to work out what it was that was going on for me. And when I started to do that, when I started to dig into why I was procrastinating around this area, it very much came down to self-doubt and fear. And because I had changed direction and I was heading into this new path and I was stepping out into this new thing I had a fear around being seen I had a fear around visibility around putting myself out there about talking about things like spirituality and meditation and maybe thinking that people wouldn't take me so seriously because you know I'm using words like intuition and So that was really where my procrastination was coming from. And what I had to do was really get over that because I realised that, you know, the bigger picture is that I'm here, I have a a sole purpose to be here to serve people who need to hear my message. And so this isn't about me, this was bigger than me. So when I really started to consider, you know, this fear and this self-doubt, I started to tune into the dialogue that was going on in my head. The, no one's ever going to take you seriously, you know, people are going to laugh at you and think you're ridiculous. Um, all of this kind of backwards and forwards dialogue that we have. And that's really where self-sabotage comes from. It comes from our inner critic, it comes from our ego, that place of ego which... I've come to realise it's just there to try and protect us and that's exactly what was happening. So this internal dialogue that was going on was a form of self-preservation, it was a form of protection because when we stay comfortable we stay safe, even if we're not happy we're safe. What's scary and risky is doing something different and stepping out into that unknown and when we start to do that we find often we have self-doubt and we have fear and we have that self-criticism and that's all just ways of keeping us safe. So when I began to realise this, my perspective around things shifted and when these sort of self-critical or fearful thoughts came up, I was in a much better position to kind of look at them objectively and separate myself from those thoughts and kind of thank myself for trying to protect me but then separate myself from that and say you know so I hear what you're saying thank you for your concern but I'm going to try this a new way and it kind of sounds a bit weird having this conversation with yourself but sometimes that's you know just what we need to do. Um, and I found myself doing that more and more and with each time that I did that it meant that I could propel myself forward with an action. So you know I would respond to somebody, I would show up to whatever it was they were asking me to do and as a result my message got out there and you know I got emails coming back saying oh I really needed to hear your message. That really resonated with me. It's really helped me. And, you know, I kind of served my purpose, what I was intending all along. So, if you're finding yourself in that place where you know there are things that would be good for you, but you're not doing them anyway, or you're procrastinating, or you're just kind of playing it safe then I would suggest to look at that internal dialogue and ask yourself, what are you trying to keep safe from? Where is the fear coming from here? What is the scary thing about all of this? And ask yourself what, what you're losing out on. So for me, in this example, you know, I was losing out on the opportunity to do the work that I really genuinely am here to do, the work that lights me up and serve the people that really need me, need my message. So when I started to consider that, it was like, well, hang on a minute, you know, that's really silly. Actually sort of letting the fear of what someone might think of me stop me from serving my life's purpose. And so that helped me to move forward. And so that was kind of a recent ish example, probably about six, eight months ago, something like that. But something from maybe about three or four years ago which is along the similar sort of vein and I just want to talk about that as well because it's an interesting experience that at the time I didn't really know what was going on for me and it's only sort of later on um, as I've kind of dissected and worked through and and um, worked to heal some of the pain that's still associated with it that I've actually been able to identify the self-sabotage and this is something from I think about three or four years ago now, where I had decided that my focus for that particular year was going to be on my health and primarily on my fitness. And I'd had kind of a couple of years where I hadn't really paid too much attention to that. I'd had a lot going on with career and work and, you know, I'd worked in a corporate environment and then I'd given that up to start my business. And I'd had so much going on that my health and my fitness had kind of um taking a back seat and I had really decided that I wanted to make it more of a focus so I put a plan in place as we all do you know I'm gonna do this workout and I'm gonna do that and I'm gonna um really overhaul my diet and eat fresh clean food all the time and I'm gonna get a good night's sleep and I'm gonna drink all the water and you know all the stuff that that we do when we want to improve our health and so I kind of you know started off the first two days you have that initial excitement of yeah this is fine I'm doing something new I'm doing something new but gradually over time I found you know I was letting it slip and I kind of think well no one's going to really know if I don't do that workout today or you know if I just if I just have a day off from the diet it's not really going to make a difference And the problem with this is it wasn't just kind of a one-off occurrence, it became more and more frequent. And so when I stopped to examine my behaviour, I didn't know at the time quite what the level of self-sabotage was, but I knew that there was a reason why I wasn't following through with the goals that I had set for myself and set for my health. And when I started to dig into that and I started to look at that, something came up which was really surprising, and I'm going to kind of be a bit vulnerable in sharing this with you now, Um, but in the kind of couple of years where I'd let my health sort of slide and hadn't let it be a focus, in those couple of years I'd also started a new relationship and the relationships that I'm still in now today. And what i found was that there was this underlying fear that when i met the man greg the man that i'm with now i was physically one way and if i went about changing that if i went about making changes even if they were positive changes it would mean that i was different and i might look a bit different um And so I had some real insecurities around that. Would I be the same person that, you know, when we met, he'd been attracted to? And so what I found was this fear and this insecurity was really taking over my desire to make positive change in my health. And so, of course, once I became aware of that, I was able to deal with that and then I was able to move forward. And, you know, of course, once I started to look after my health, it didn't mean that I wasn't attractive to him anymore. But it did mean that I inspired him to look out for his health a little bit. And, you know, we kind of worked on that together. Um, and so that was kind of a little bit of a vulnerable share there around um, around that Area, but I just wanted to give you another example of how self-sabotage can really manifest itself and often we don't even know how much it's affecting our lives and how much it's affecting the things that we want for ourselves and how much it's holding us back from achieving our ideal vision of life. So if you are in this place where you're finding self-sabotage creeping up for you the things that I would suggest are to really start to take a few actions that can help to get you unstuck and to do that I would first just start to notice where self-judgment is coming up for you because it's likely that that internal criticism that you have is what's keeping you stuck. So notice when you are judging yourself Notice when you are saying not particularly pleasant things to yourself. And the more you start to notice these things, the more you can actually consider how true these stories that you're telling yourself, how true these stories that you're subscribing to about yourself actually are. And another action you can take is to really shift your definition of your worth from the outcome to the effort. So decide that instead of defining your worth by the final outcome, by the result that you're going to achieve, you're actually going to define it by the actions that you take for yourself and others, okay? So what I mean by that is instead of thinking, if I get to this weight that I'm trying to get to, if you're losing weight, or, you know, if I manage to get this business In or this new client or whatever it is that you're working towards, you know, don't put your worth on actually achieving that result. Look at the effort, look at the loving actions that you're taking for yourself and for others and the way that your action is having a positive impact on your life and the life of others. And when you start to do that, you start to overcome some of that self-doubt because it's not about having to get to that end result. It's just about taking the next step. And another thing that you can do is to learn to be kind and compassionate towards yourself, towards your own feelings. So when you experience painful feelings, when you... Um, experience emotion coming up for you, rather than try to squash that down and sort of go, oh, actually, I shouldn't step out there and do this thing because it's making me feel uncomfortable or it's making me feel fearful or, you know, I'm kind of really not feeling so great about this. It's scary. Instead of kind of squashing that down and saying, right, I'm going to stay where I am because, you know, who am I to think I can make change or whatever that internal dialogue is, actually learn to embrace these feelings, actually learn to feel your way through them. And this is really difficult, but if you show kindness to yourself, rather than kind of judging yourself, over time you will become less and less afraid of feeling those painful feelings. So, you know, for me in the... Um, example I gave you about health and kind of my relationship, one of the things that I found I really had to do and face up to was this feeling of not being good enough. And it was really painful to sit and feel that. It was really f- painful to sit in that fear of being rejected, that fear of not being worthy enough. But when I allowed myself to do that when I allowed myself to actually say okay this is how I'm feeling right now and this is really valid then it took away the power of that fear it took away the power of that feeling and I was more able to open up to my partner and sort of say hey look this is kind of how I'm feeling and I feel really vulnerable telling you about this but I feel I kind of need to and you know getting that reassurance from him and getting that support and that love from him. So learn to be kind and compassionate towards your own feelings. And the last thing I've got is just make a decision. Make a decision as to whether the thing that you are working towards is more important to you, is more important to the world than your own self-sabotage and your own fear. And once you just very simply make that decision and you say to yourself look I appreciate that you are trying to keep me safe but this is something I need to do your perspective shifts and your action shift as a result so that's it for today um I hope that you've enjoyed this episode I hope that something has resonated with you and you found some value in it I will be back next week with another episode bye for now